Lord. Oh, he's, he's so good. I, I, how many watched the Christmas message on Sunday, Christmas? We got up and I, I, it's weird because I watched myself. It, but it, it, I, was, I was glad that we had uh, thought ahead, the Lord had put that on our heart, and we did that. And so uh, the praise team is amazing. That last song we did, for the, that's one of my all-time favorite praise songs. Absolutely love that. Matter of fact, if they were still here at the end of this message, if we did that song again, I would not be sad. But I just love that song. I mean, and I was almost going to grab Gary and run right behind him. <laughs> he looks a little better running than I would at this stage of the game. But you know. You could deserve another laugh in 2023. Hey, I got a message. Uh, originally, I thought I was going to talk about the Christmas Eve message I was going to give Christmas Eve today, but felt the Lord directing me different. So it's all right with you, since it's not Christmas and we've been through that, I'm, I'm ready for next year if the Lord lets me keep it. But at this point, I've got something that he brought me back to and wanted me to put some more things in and do some other things that will help us in 2023. And it's, it's going to be a great year. I believe this is a great year, but I want to, to share something with you. And if I could, I'm just going to be uh, as transparent as I can. You know I'm, I'm, I'm honest. I'm going to tell you my heart. Um, and I, I just want to, I, I guess I, I apologize. I want to say that from my heart. Now, my wife does not know I'm going to do this, but I apologize to the leaders. But I feel my mindset has shifted in a good way now. Not that it was in a terrible way before, but... Has God ever moved you to a place where you're like, you were in the place, but it just seemed like you were so in it, that's where you were? And so that's where you feel like, well, that's just how it is. And, and I've even said that, and we've all probably said, well, it is what it is. And I get it. Uh, but how many knows we have a God bigger than what it is? We have a God bigger than status quo. We have a God bigger than that. And so in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, I'm just waiting on God, and we want to do this, and we want to do that. And we, we have all these plans as, as God is growing this church to do expansion to the kids' town. And if you notice, the walls are three-quarter because I don't need permits at three-quarter walls. So that's why they're there. And, you know, but that costs thousands of dollars to get permits, and we have a, uh, an expansion eventually there, but we have an expansion in the front area um, that's why those pylons are out there. We'd like to put in a new front that you could come in instead of the, the way it is now that there'd be a foyer area and that come in, there'd be some grass there and it'd look real nice and a, more of an open foyer and that we could have more of, a, of the cafe and stuff out there a little bit. We could have more of a presence where you'd have a place to visit and whatnot. And I get all that and we got a price in our mind of what that would be and I was thinking of all that. And this is where I want to just say to you because in my mind I'm thinking, okay, What's that going to cost? And this is, just, can you stay with me for just a second? Okay. I'm, this is what I'm going to believe, okay? I'm going to believe we're going to pay this building off. And we're not going to do any more things in debt. Now, we owe on this building, we had two mortgages when we started. We owed the moose when we bought it, and we have the, the mortgage that is at the bank. In a miracle... God had did and, and used uh, his servants and different things that happened, just how God put it down the line. We paid off the moose years ago. We've been in here five years. So we only have the one that we owe the main mortgage on. And I remember saying, this is why I'm saying I'm sorry, because I remember even when Pastor Gary's been here, uh, Pastor Amy, Pastor 
uh, Tim, Pastor John, they've all preached here, and every one of them, without checking with the others, said, wow, this is not New Albany. And I wanted to go, hey, lights on. You know, hey, look around, this is Marion. You know, remember, how many remember in Marion, at least when I was growing up, last one out of Marion, turn out the lights. Anybody remember that? When we left Marion, we weren't wanting to come back to Marion. Not because we just like, free at last. And then God said, I want you to go back. So we came back, and we actually are very glad we're back now. We've embraced the city. We love the city. But this is what I'm saying. It doesn't matter where you are as long as you have God. And so in my mind, I'm saying I can't, we can't do things because we're not in a certain area. Because I'm speaking that. How many of those words are powerful? So my mindset is thinking, well, we're just going to exist and get a little better than that and all that. And I had to repent to the Lord and say, no, that's not because he said, he is, Hebrews 13, 8 says he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. doesn't matter what the enemy is doing. The enemy is never equal to God. People, I, I used to say this. Maybe you've said it before, too. New level, new devil. We're going to go to a new level. It doesn't really matter what the devil has because the devil is never at the level of God. Never. Because God, Jesus, stripped him of all his power, humiliated him, and there is nothing the devil can't do unless we allow it. So God has got a hold of my bootstraps a little bit. So this is what we're going to do. We're, we're going to change. Remember, on, I, I quit even saying, if you remember, we have a heart for the house fund. I quit pushing it because I was just not happy about it. And I was struggling inside. And the Lord told me to change this to the name of just call it home. So we're going to change that from heart from the house to home. It's going to be simple, but we're going to pay this home off. And, and we're going to pay it, and we're going to, we're going to show God. Well, we don't have to show God. He already knows. We're going to show people how good God is. And the people will be like, how did that happen? And because it's like nobody could say it happened in Marion, it's going to happen, baby. And we'll be able to say he did it. And it's going to be an awesome ride. So we're, you know, we've got things that we're going we're gonna to see, we're going to do. It's going to be a great, great time. So moving forward in 2023, so if you can just imagine where I'm going with this, this ought to be fun. Hebrews 11.1 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. How many want to be close to God? I want to be close to God. You want to be close to God. All God's children want to be close to God. I get it. David said this. He had a hunger and a thirst for him. Now, Pastor Kim and I, you know, this is what happens uh, this month, we are also going to fast as a church, seven days of power. We're going to announce that starting, well, we probably should have announced it today. Do you remember the date of that? Uh, so it's anyway, it's seven days in this month. We're going to, and I, you know, and we'll give you details. You, you can fast everything for those seven days. You can fast just a meal. You don't have to fast at all. You can go slow if you want. But <laughs> we're going to see what God has and we're going to do what he wants. But the Bible says that David had a hunger and thirst for him. So Pastor Kim and I, we have been upping our, our hunger level and our thirst level. We've been listening. We, we went out of town the other day before the big freeze and all that. We went to Amish country. And one of the reasons we took the trip, because we had all that car time, and we listened to episode after episode of the word just being pumped into our heart, pumped into our mind. And then we would talk about it, and we would dream, and we would talk. I'm telling you, God has got something bigger than what we've even begun to see. 
If you want what somebody else has, doesn't it make sense? You have to do some of the things maybe they're doing to get what they If you're doing the same thing and wanting different results, that's not smart. Let me give you, David said he hungered and thirsted for God. Let me just give you some facts on thirst, okay? 1% deficiency creates thirst. If you have 5%, it creates a fever. 8%, the glands stop producing saliva and the skin turns blue. 10%, you become weak, can't walk. 12 can bring death. This is just thirst. You can lose up to two glasses of water in your sleep. You can wake up already thirsty. I'm going to start a new program for myself tomorrow, and I'm going to have to drink a whole lot more water than I've been drinking. Starts my whole exercise program because i got to go to the bathroom a lot. If you have a Fitbit, boy, I'm getting a lot more steps in today. Be right back. When the psalmist said, my, th- my soul thirsts for you, when we get with God and he starts showing you things and he starts giving you his wisdom and giving you just specks of his glory, that one glass isn't enough because you find out that there's got to be more. The woman at the well said, give me some water that I'll never thirst again. And the thing is, with God, you can, he's, he's, there's no end to him. He's unfathomable. You, there's, he's forever. You can't get to the end of God. You can never get enough. But you can give him all of you. And that's what we are finding. God, I haven't given you all of me. There's areas in my life that I've, Maybe I've just had doubt and disappointment and I'm just, I'm just being scared. And God says, give me all of that. How many knows that God created a lot of things we don't understand? To understand them, we have to trust him. To understand them, we have to sometimes just stand under him. I grew up with a mother who's here tonight. She has a Mrs. Claus jacket on. <laughs> Settle down, mama. <laughs> but she, she would always say this. She would tell me I can't do this. And I would say, mom, why can't I do it? And she would say, that's it. Because I, like, that is like written somewhere. In the book of Gene, chapter 1, verse 2, because I said so. But there are some things that she knew that I didn't know. And she didn't want to go into great detail because I probably wouldn't have paid attention or listened. She just said, no. What if we just said, God, if your spirit is in me, what if I ask you and your spirit would begin to reveal to me the things I need to know? And that's what we are finding out. The closer we get to God, his spirit begins to, he starts telling you something. It's almost like, It's seeping into yours. Things just start coming in and and you start going, wait, wait, wait. I'm understanding it a little bit now. But what happens in the world, if we don't understand it, we just get mad at it. We can't figure out what God created, let alone how we're going to figure out the God that created it. So the first thought I want to give you this morning is God has to be first. God has to be first. His ways are higher than yours. His thoughts higher than ours. His ways are unsearchable, the Bible says. The Greek for that means you can't find it. But if you have connection with him in his spirit, then he begins to share those things with his kids. 
He reveals mysteries to you and me through his spirit. Things that you would not know. Things that don't make sense. Pictures he puts in my mind. Pictures he could put in your mind. Visions. People that he'll bring across your path. Things that you would see that would all of a sudden make you jump inside. Lord, I can't find my wallet. I don't know where I lost it. Where is it? And I would pray in the spirit. I say I would pray in the spirit. And then God would reveal this picture of where it was. And I would go right to where it was. How it ever got there, I don't know. One year, you ever go to the store after Christmas? The service desk where you return items is long. And it was full of people. And there was a lady that went to church where we were at. And she was crying. And I said, sister, what's the matter? She said, pastor. I've lost my wallet. I don't know where it is. And I had the receipts and everything. I can't return this. The line was full. I said, well, let's pray. I don't think she was aware of what I was going to do. So we prayed. And I said, I grabbed her hands and I said, Shatalalamakoso. And I started praying in tongues. I looked up. The line was empty. You want to get through the line quick after church or service? Pray in the spirit. People are like, I'm out. <laughs> but do you know she found her wallet within minutes and went and did all the returning she needed to do with an empty? The lady goes, what did you do? <laughs> Didn't do anything. But let me just say this. Our answers are always found in the Lord. He is the Alpha, the Omega. He is the beginning and the end. He is the rock. God doesn't put disease or death on his children. The enemy does that. If you're going through something and it's related to killing, stealing, or destroying, it is of the devil. It is not of God. God works by covenant and by law that he has placed in his kingdom. He won't go against his own law. I got many hats. I'm a husband, I'm a father. I'm a pastor, I'm an uncle, I'm a brother, I'm a son-in-law. Thank you for that. My, my mother over there in Mrs. Claus is going, you're a grandpa. You're a senior. <laughs> Take her out. Just no. <laughs> Yes, and I'm a grandpa. But sometimes it's, it's like, okay, which hat am I wearing right now? Or, or, you know, oh, and, you know, what do I do or how do I am? And, you know, in this, in this setting, I'm, I'm pastor, but I'm also son. I'm also brother. You know, I'm uncle. I have, I have family that's here. So, you know, being human, sometimes it's okay. I just, I have to, okay, Lord, what am I supposed to do? And so I just be who he tells me to be. Scientists are now admitting they don't know everything. Isn't that amazing? All the stuff. How many have seen the commercials where they'll tell you to take something and then they talk 75 miles an hour? You can't understand. Then it says, could cause death. And then, but it's all like supposed to be the new fad. And then now, two years later, if you've been taking this, you may be interested. You could have sent an acclaim and you could, you know, or whatever. Because they don't know. They're, they're looking at things, and sometimes they're looking at things in the science world and saying, let that, whatever I'm watching, let it teach me. My mom and dad are about to get a new puppy. Isn't that sweet? Its name is Tigger. 
you know the wonderful thing about tiggers? Tiggers are a wonderful thing. Never mind. Uh, anyway, but have you ever got an animal and you just watched it play and that's how you kind of named it? Because you kind of watched what it was, if it was ornery or whatever. So that's what scientists are doing. They're looking at stuff and they're saying, okay, well, this is what this is. So because of that, they go, let's call it this. Have you ever looked at something trying to study something you can't see? How about this? Ever lost something and been just like for 15 minutes and somebody that isn't even, they just walk up and go, it's right there. It's right in front of your eyes. How come you didn't see that? Have you been slapped today? I don't know. I mean, you're glad you found it, but I'm just fired up. When scientists think they figured it out, then it does something different. And it blows their old theory away. They get bigger telescopes and they look at, you know, the Hubble telescope and they can see all of these things. They discover new things and they, they dis- discover things and say, this is, this is matter, it's a particle. And another group says, it's a wave. And they no, it's a particle. And they're both right and they're studying it. They, they found that if you put two electrons in motion in the same energy field and you move them apart, this is kind of weird, but, and they change direction, the other one moves instantly, whether it's 50 yards or 500 miles. They don't understand it. They just accept it. They're baffled, but they just go, okay, I don't, I don't know how that works. What if, as this new year starts, I could feel the energy in that last song? Not just because I like it, but the Lord was in it. I, I love how this team worships God. But what if, like those electrons, if we start worshiping God... Someone in that same energy field feels that too. Have you ever been somewhere and you're just like, everybody's laughing and then you just start laughing. You don't know what you're laughing at. You might want to find out before you start laughing, but you know. What takes place in heavens will happen on earth as it is in earth, as it is in heaven. In heaven, when they start talking about the Lord and they, they just begin to talk about him, there are creatures that are created and they just go, holy, 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 and they just bow. 24-7, they never stop. What if we are in that energy field? And you catch a glimpse of that and you just feel like, I just feel like I need to bow. I just feel like I need to run. I just feel like as ugly as it would be, I need to dance. Thank God for small favors. I I don't feel that. But but God is much deeper than any science, my friends. He's deeper than, than the Hubble telescope. He's deeper than what scientists can find out. If they can't figure out the world God created, how are they going to figure out God? You have to be connected by his spirit. You can't be on the outside looking in. This is an inside job, guys. Before you can understand, you have to say, God, I submit, I trust. And he begins to show you. Jesus talked in parables. I love that. The disciples said, there's a lot of people who don't understand what you're saying. 
you're talking and they're like, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. So they ask him why. And basically Jesus says, well, I'm, I'm trying not to tell them what I'm talking about. And they go, what? And he said, because if they really want to know what I'm talking about, they'll come and ask me what I'm talking about and I'll explain what I'm talking about. Then they'll know what I'm talking about. Because he wanted to tell people, this isn't superficial. This is, you ever wonder why he says, follow me? He's trying to get you somewhere. You think with our minds, we think like, oh, you know what? After the service, pastor's going to ask for an offering. He's gonna, and he's just trying to get. No, God is trying to get things to you. You're looking at this wrong. You know, people, what does it mean to be born again? I can't go back inside, mom. Jesus is talking about something else. One and one is two. That's called the philosophy of numbers. You can accept that. Hey, that's one and one is two. But if you don't accept that one and one is two and you want to balance your checkbook, you're not going to balance your checkbook. If you believe, you will see. Seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. I know it sounds like I'm quoting Santa Claus, but that's not. I'm just giving you a a godly principle. I believe so I might understand, not that I understand so I might believe. Follow me. There's so many questions. He didn't explain. Where are you going? How long are you going to be gone? Do I need to take anything? He didn't tell them. Just follow me. The Bible says they just dropped everything and started walking with him. We'll figure that out later. The Bible says we're to walk by faith and not by sight. Can you imagine those creatures that just say, holy, holy, holy? And the 24 elders would fall on their faces. Did you know that God is amazing? He created things. No two snowflakes are alike. Identical twins are not exactly the same. And the list could just go on and on. Right now, as I'm speaking to you, right now, they are bowing and worshiping in heaven right now. He never gets tired. He never grows weary. When we pray on earth as it is in heaven, do we really mean it? I want to respond the way they respond in heaven. You know, can you imagine? Angels are not like, not like us, but they can't, they can't take seeing all of that glory. They have to bow. That's why sometimes when we pray for people, maybe the glory hits and your body just says, see ya. Here's our second thought this morning. I mean, if they have supernatural bodies and they have to bow, we don't have them yet. We will one day. Our second thought, God is first. Now God never loses. Job 26, 5 and 14 says, The dead tremble, those under the waters, those inhabiting them. Sheol is naked before him. Destruction has no covering. He stretches out the north over empty space. He hangs the earth on nothing. He binds up the water in his thick clouds. Yet the clouds are not broken under it. He covers the face of the throne, spreads his cloud over it. He drew a circular horizon on the face of the waters. At the boundary of light and darkness, the pillars of heaven tremble and are astonished at his rebuke. He stirs up the sea with his power, and by his understanding, he breaks up the storm. By his spirit, 
spirit he adorned the heavens. His hand pierced the fleeing serpent. Indeed, these are the mere edges of his ways. How small a whisper we hear of him, but the thunder of his power, who can understand? The NIV says that part in verse 14. These are the outer fringes of his work. Who can understand the thunder of his power? The Living Bible puts it this way. These are some of the minor things he does, merely a whisper of his power. Who can then withstand his thunder? The good news says these are only hints of his power, only the whispers we have heard. Who can know how truly great God is? My friends, if these are only hints or fringes of his ways or the, just the mirror, this is just a taste in his train. You know what a train is? You've been to a wedding and the bride has that train and you, you make it so it's down and when she walks, that train goes down the aisle. That's the train. If his train fills the temple, how big is the temple? If his train fills it, what would the robe be like? What are we missing? 2 Corinthians 8 9, For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that you through his poverty might become rich. You see, we only know Jesus in poverty, in his poverty. We don't know him in his glory. We've not been to heaven to see all that. He came down for you and I. According to the scripture, he left riches and glory to save us. What are his attributes? Even if we put it all together, if I could come up with all these words, and I'm not as good at those as you know, my words, I make them up sometimes, and you all know that. Because I think I know what I'm talking about on some words, and that's, I know what I mean, but that's not the word. My wife would be like, don't say that from the pulpit. Okay. But what I'm saying, even if I could put that out there, I couldn't do it justice. I couldn't, I'm still talking just about the only way that I've known him in his poverty. But through the power of the Holy Spirit, through God living inside me and inside you, the raising, the power of Jesus is inside you. That same resurrection power. We have a foretaste, at least a, a taste of what the inheritance could be. Sometimes we've been going about this thing all wrong. Again, he's shifting my mindset. If I only know this part, what must this part be? Let's look at some of just the outer works, just the little things for a minute. Do you have a minute? Like the woman that was married 12 times said to her last husband, I'll only keep you a minute. The sun, God created it. The most significant expression in our solar system. Its self-luminous celestial body consisting of a mass of gas held together by its own gravity in which the energy generated by nuclear reactions in the interior is balanced by the outflow of energy to that surface. You can't stand and stare at it long because it'll hurt your eyes. God created that. Some people tried to measure it. He's not living anymore. The temperature. But if he made that, he's bigger than that. The writer of Hebrews says that the one that builds the house is greater honor than the house. One second, this is the sun again. The second of energy from the sun produces more energy than all mankind has produced since creation. It's our source of heat and light. It sustains life on earth. 92.5 to 93 million miles from the earth, 864,000 miles in diameter. If it was hollow, it could contain 1 million planets the size of the earth. 330 times the mass, uh, times the mass of the earth. 
Near its center, it's 29 million degrees. And again, that guy never lived. Just telling you. <laughs> it's only an average size star in our galaxy. Some stars in our galaxy are 100 times the size of the sun. And there are 100 billion stars in our galaxy. Not all of space, mind you just our galaxy. Compared, the sun is a tiny speck in our galaxy. Our galaxy is part of the solar system, a group of hundreds of millions of stars orbiting around the center, 50 billion galaxies in our universe, and they're still counting. The largest known galaxy has about 13 times as many stars as the Milky Way. If you were to drive a car from Earth to Pluto at 65 miles an hour, it would take you 7,000 years to get there. Traveling the speed of light, it would take you five hours. To go from one side of our galaxy to the other, at the speed of light, it would take you 100,000 years. God made that. And we're still talking just about the fringes, just the small portions of his greatness. That's amazing. It is one of 50 billion galaxies moving through the space at 100 million miles an hour. There are 10 million trillion stars in space, more than all the sand on the seashores. Divide them between all of the billions of people. Uh, we would get about 2 trillion stars apiece. 71% of the Earth's surface is covered with water with an average depth of uh, 16,000 feet. Thunder is a clap equal to 20 kilotons of nuclear warhead. It's explosive sound produced by an ordinary lightning discharge. Lightning, single lightning bolt, if harnessed, could sufficiently care for the power needs of a city of 100,000 people for four years. Lightning is flashed at least once a second somewhere in the world. People still call hurricanes, tornadoes, floods, acts of God. Even atheists call them acts of God. Tornado is a rotating column of air, usually accompanied by a funnel-shaped downward spiraled cloud. Vertex several hundred yards, diameter whirling at speeds of up to 500 miles an hour. It's amazing. The Bible tells us about how great God is over and over again. So now we know he is number one. We know that we need God. Our last, or at least our third thought this morning is, God chose you. He never loses, and he chose you. Isaiah said that God calls all the stars by name. I can't remember y'all's name. All your kids and stuff, I love them, but I might call your, your son Bob Steve or something. I mean, I'll try. But he remembers all of them by name. How about all the passwords for all your computer stuff? Help me, Jesus. But God says not one of the stars is missing. Scientists say the stars are dying. God says, no, I know where they are. My Bible says he does not get weary. He gives power to the faint. His joy is my strength. They that wait upon the Lord, he shall renew their strength. God is saying, if I can't forget the stars, how am I going to forget you? Praise God with all that's in you, no matter what you sense. Well, no matter if you're just, I, you gotta, I, I, my five senses just don't grab all of this. This is past your five senses. You need to thank him. You need to praise him. No matter what you can see, taste, hear, smell, touch, all of that. I'm past all of that. He gave me a measure of faith, and he wants us to use it. You need to activate your faith by praise. That's why I love that song, I Thank God. God's word is his weapon. Watch what you say. Fight with the word. Remember Jehoshaphat? He had to go down, and he had to, the, the Bible says this is what the Lord told him. Send the praisers first. You know why we do praise and worship first? Because it's just like taking a plow going through the ground. It just kind of plows things up. It softens people's heart. And there's people here that maybe said, you know, I don't normally wouldn't come to church, but, you know, these guys are pretty good. 
And they kind of like it. It has a beat. I like that. And they're, you know, it's, it's not so bad. I can, it's okay. So we send praisers out and they begin to get the atmosphere ready. Somebody say amen. They begin to get the place ready to receive the word of God. Now, there's a lot of things. Some people go, you know what? They didn't do my favorite song. Cry me a river of tears. They're not singing to you. They're singing to him. They're not trying to sing. I mean, if they sing your favorite song, oh, yeah, I didn't know they were going to do that till last night. Or maybe it was this morning. It was this morning. I was like, oh, I love that song. I, I'm okay because I want, listen here, bottom line is we are praising him and I'm all about that. I'm okay with that. Because the moment we start saying, I just want to sing songs I like that I, you know, we're getting into self. I'm, I'm here to praise him. This is an audience of one. You see, while we praise him, he takes care of business. That's what happened with Jehoshaphat. They sent the praisers first, and God said, this. that's awesome. That's awesome. And starts rolling up his sleeve. I mean, if you were doing stuff I'd like, I think God would love Rocky music. I mean, I could do a whole dialogue. Yeah, absolutely. But we are singing praises to him. Not things that stir me up, but things that stir him up. And when he gets stirred up, that's awesome. When we do our part, he always does his. It was set in motion in that same atmosphere. Then people will begin to just praise him. When heaven shakes, the earth shakes. When we're under God's influence, we can't help but want what he wants. When we are in the spirit and God is, our spirits are connected, you begin to go, yes, God, I see that. That's when people, they, they see things. He shows them visions. He does things. There are gifts that flow, miracle gifts. People lay hands on the sick and they recover. They receive a miracle. Do you understand all of that? Kim and I have been doing all of this thing. We've been looking at stuff and, you know, there's... There's all this stuff that we're like, okay, but what happens if this person or that person, what if they don't believe? Do you realize when Jesus healed a lot of people, they didn't believe? we got to get past some of that because our mind gets stuck. He puts gifts where people followed him because all of a sudden they couldn't explain it. How do you feed 20,000 people on five loaves and two fish? You can't tell me 20,000 people were all, you know, woohoo, we're all believers. No, they were not. But they can't deny what happened. So we have to start saying, all right, God, if you can use anyone, you can use me. You can use me in 2023. God, if there's something you want me to do, I'm in. I'll do it. How are you going to make God bigger? Talk big about him. But he, he's, there's no end to him. But you have to make him bigger in you. You have to make those around you in 2023 see how big God is in you. Maybe they're saying, well, you know what? You might say, Brett, I, I screwed up in 2022. I, you know, I lost my temper. It's hard. Make him bigger in you. 56 times the Bible declares god to be the almighty and no one else he's bigger than anything he created 
God isn't afraid of the devil. He's not sitting there up in heaven going, I bind you, devil. He's not doing any of that. The devil is afraid of God. And the devil is afraid of you if you know God. Use your faith and praise him before you see the answer. The devil hates that. You see, our issue is what we believe. We want to get everything in the sense realm. i got to see it to believe it. I'm not saying, listen to what I'm saying. I'm not saying you're not going to go to heaven if, you know. But I'm telling you, that's not how faith operates. People look at me and I've got a lot of growing and changing to do. But they'll say, man, you're, you're radical. Oh, I haven't even begun to be radical. Is there anything too hard for God? Jeremiah says no. If it's lost, he can find it. If it's broke, he can fix it. If it's dead, he can revive it. If it doesn't exist, he can create it. We just have to believe. I'm going to tell you something and I'm going to close this. You know, little things make a difference. And when you're in the middle of something, isn't it sometimes, I'm just saying from my heart, as a minister, it's easier for me to pray for you than sometimes to pray for myself. I don't know why that is. Did you find that? Or sometimes it's easier to give somebody something that's hard to receive something. You know, maybe, you know, but that's a mindset. Kim and I were in the car, as I said, and, you know, we're just episode after episode. And I don't even know where this came from. You can't hardly see it now, but I had a blister on my hand, and it was like poison ivy. I, now, we live out in the country, and I, I'm out in the woods a lot, but, I mean, I don't know where it came from. I mean, there was no place else but it was right there, and it just kind of appeared. It, we had already been through most of the day. We were on our way back home. And I said, man, this thing, look at that. Where'd that. That's a blister. Man, it's itching. First words out of her mouth were, speak over it. I said, all right. She said, pray over it. That's illegal. I don't know if that was her exact words, but that's what she was saying. She did say, speak over and pray over it. She said, that can't be. It knows what she said. That, that can't stay. So I'm driving. I put my hand down on the wheel. I put this hand over it. And I began to just say, God. In the name of Jesus, I speak to the blister on my left hand. Now listen to what I'm telling you. I'm not, God already knows about the blister on my left hand. So I'm not telling God, remove the blister. I'm telling the blister to go. Because God did everything for that blister to go. Did you catch that? 2,000 years ago on the cross, Jesus died for all your healing he's not going back to the cross because that would mean it wasn't good enough so the problem isn't in the transmission of god the problem is the reception of brett are you with me so i i spoke to that and i would love to tell you that it immediately quit itching and it immediately went away it did not But I am not moved because I had determined I'm not moved by my eyes, my ears, my mouth, the five sense realm. Because that's the realm the enemy works in. Is it not? I am moved by the word. And that's what it stands. And that's what it says. 
So it has no choice. So I reiterated that. Itching, you stop. Swelling, you go away. In the name of Jesus. And then I pictured in my mind that going away. And I'm here to tell you inside of 20 minutes, well, you can't hardly see it now. It was just gone. It just started going away. Now, why am I telling you that? I'm telling you so that you can learn from things that I've done. But I didn't create this. God did. It is a law. Jesus took all the authority away from the enemy, and he gave it to you. If you are a believer, you have the authority. God is never at fault, so if it's not working, then there's either some doubt or unbelief and, and the condemnation. The enemy is good at that. Sometimes there's timing things on stuff, okay? So don't, you know, if it doesn't happen right away, there could be timing. There could be other people involved. There could be a lot of things going on. So I'm not trying to, we'll get into that at another teaching. But I'm telling you, 2023, what, what can you do as the Lord gives you utterance? As he tells you, I want you to pray for your neighbor. I want you to do this. I want you to do that. I want to go forward. As a church, as a person, as a follower. And I'd like to take you with me, and if I can, let's bow our heads, close our eyes. <clears throat>